This is a Broad Pods production. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Broad Radio for Women's Health Week. A broad radio pop-up show for Jean Hales for Women's Health. Hello and welcome to this very special pop-up show of Broad Radio celebrating Women's Health Week for Jean Hales for Women's Health. I'm Jo Stanley and my co-host for today is the very healthy Angela Pippos. <laughs> Hi there, Ange. Hi, Jo. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for weeks. I'm, I, this is my favourite topic. Yes, you are someone who embraces physicality and sport and exercise and healthy living with the right amount of balance, might I say. Yes, I thought you were going to say with the right amount of wine. (laughs) That's what balance is. That's our code word. (laughs) It's the only reason I exercise is so I can enjoy food and wine. Yes. Well, we'll get to the balance of this whole conversation in just a moment. All of this week, we are bringing you shows at 1pm live every day. We are going to be covering the five themes that Women's Health Week is covering this week. And we are doing it in partnership with Jean Howes for Women's Health. We do suggest to get along to jeanhowes.org.au and check out all of their amazing resources. Jean Howes is a fabulous not-for-profit organisation dedicated to improving the health of women at every stage of life which is one of the things I really love about them every stage of life so we encourage you to check out Jean Hales because uh, we're really thrilled to be partnering with them as I said this week every day brings with it a different theme and today's theme is move it Monday <laughs> Yes, so today we're talking about all the things that are going to keep us moving at every age for our fitness, for our health and our general well-being. And to help us get off the couch, we are joined by (laughs) sports scientist from Victorian Institute of Sport, Sylvie Withers. Hi there, Sylvie. Hi, girls. How are we? (laughs) 
Well, Good. we're here to, yes, I'm, I'm healthy and well, I'm very pleased to be here and grateful for it. Let me tell you, today is all about having a conversation that is motivating and really useful. We want this to bring with it lots of tips that are going to help us all get off the couch, as I said. So we really encourage you, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook right now, please share your questions and comments in the comments, because when do you ever get a sports scientist at your disposal to ask questions? I'm excited. <laughs> Angie, you? Yes, <laughs> I pretend to be an expert on this, but I'm not. We actually have a real expert with us today. I know. Woo-hoo. It is amazing. And you're, you are hot off the press of training some of Australia's most incredible Paralympians as well, Sylvie, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. So we've just had the Paralympians have just wrapped up. Um, we had some pretty amazing uh, performances over there and uh, I'm very privileged to um, get to spend my working days helping the, helping them achieve all their, their goals. Well, we're not professional athletes, um, so we'd like, <laughs> we'd, we'd like you to be kind to us. <laughs> because, you know, oh, I'm making a terrible noise in the microphone as I laugh at the thought of me uh, and my yeah. pitiful attempts at exercise. My first question then to kick off this conversation, Sylvie, is we know right? And I actually read this this morning on the Gene House website. We know that we all should be exercising roughly 30 minutes a day for most days, right? Hand on heart, I don't do that. Ange, do you manage 30 minutes a day most days? Hmm. Most days, most days. I mean, lockdown, we're going to get to lockdown. Lockdown Mm -hmm. has come with some challenges, um, but it also presents opportunities, which I'm sure Sylvie will we'll talk about but half an hour mm, most of the time well then you're doing so much better than me um i want to know why do we need to keep our body moving we know we should but tell me why yeah absolutely so i mean the the reasons uh immense (laughs) um (laughs) keeping our bodies want to move for starters um and we you know actually being active means that our body will continue to to work as it should um as we grow older we're more um you know at risk of things like uh, cardiovascular disease osteoporosis um type 2 diabetes uh all these sorts of um things come along and exercise is a really good way of of combating them or reducing your risk um not only that but also uh, and in particular during COVID times, it's really good for your mental health, um, it, getting out in the sunshine, being social, uh, getting your heart pumping that little bit more, a um, little bit harder, really um, makes us feel good. Mm. So, Sylvie, here's my dilemma. I've been active my whole life. I've played netball. I enjoy running. Um, I've I'm a sports journalist, so I've been surrounded by actual real athletes for most of my adult life. I, my real age is 51. In my head, <laughs> I'm 25. <laughs> so the problem I have is finding the right sort of exercise to match my age and also, you know, warming up properly and warming down and all of that sort of stuff. What can I do to prevent injury at this age yeah so starting small and and building gradually is the key Uh, even our elite athletes they don't just 
they don't train uh, full throttle all the time. Uh, it takes a long time to, to build up gradually. So it's just remembering as well that something is better than nothing. We don't have to go uh, for a run. If, you've, if you're not a runner, um, it, it's not something that, you know, you absolutely have to be running, you know, 10Ks every second day. It's just starting small and um, great if you do have a training history and you've got a training background, then you probably also know what sort of things you enjoy doing. But again, no need to go full throttle and you don't need to be completely smashing yourself every day. Again, our elite athletes don't do that. We have days where, um, you know, their recovery sessions, really low intensity. Uh, again, something is better than nothing. <laughs> um, and if we, if we go too hard, too regularly or too soon, then our bodies aren't ready for it. And uh, there is mm. nothing more demotivating than being injured and having to then be forced to sit on the couch. So my follow-up question there is, at the end of 2019, I was just dancing in the backyard with my son and I jumped and I snapped my Achilles. And so I was out of action for a long time. What worries me is doing something so simple like jumping created this very nasty injury. So I, I guess I now sort of struggle mentally with what can I do if jumping brought me undone? <laughs> Jumping. Yeah. It's a lot more um it's a lot more complex um than, than we probably think. And I think in our in our earlier years it just comes naturally. We prance around and um jump around <laughs> however we want. But it's um when you increase the, the impact, so things like running and jumping uh, increase the amount of load that's going through your joints and muscles. And if if you're not warm and if you're not trained up um, and have the supporting muscles, you know, to help you uh, safely land, um, <laughs> then, yeah, you're going to be at much higher risk of injury. But, see, my question around that, right, because I, I'm uh, 49 in age and sometimes I feel about 72 in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and other times I do feel 25 just like Ange. But um, I'm surrounded by women who it seems from like about 40 onwards at some point will end up in a moon boot and it's doing yes. the strangest things. Like it's maybe just stepping a little bit off a curb or sometimes it's alcohol related but often not. Sometimes it's dancing in the lounge room with your fr You know, like it's the dumbest things and moon boots are plenty mm. at school pickup. Like they're everywhere. <laughs> so, so that's made me think that... Somehow there's a decline in our, is it our tendon strength and all the things we usually do, and I do run, am I heading for a moon boot? That's my question. <laughs> so we do, as, as we age, our hormones change. Um, there's a lot of change and fluctuation within our bodies. And part of that is that our, our muscles sort of degrade more easily or more quickly. Um, so that's where... Uh, being really consistent with, with your activity is the key. Mm. Um, if you get some sudden burst of, of inspiration and motivation and decide to <laughs> dance around the house and <laughs> pirouette or jump off, you know, whatever, <laughs> then uh, then if, if you're not used to it, your body's not conditioned for it, uh, then, yeah, you're going to be, you know, putting yourself at risk. But it's definitely as, as we age, our bodies do change the way um you know and we need it's even more important then to be consistent with 
you know, activity and, and different activities. So, you, you know, you want to incorporate things like balance as well. That starts to go mm-hmm. after you know, a certain age and um, then you're more inclined, you know, to trip or, or fall. But also, you know, a step down from that is that, yeah, our, our muscles just um, and our bones as well need, uh, they need impact. Then you, you need weight-bearing exercise to, um, to train them to, to be able to do what they're meant to do. Hmm. Okay, so so let's break that down because we have lots of um, reasons not to exercise, things like doing our Achilles, so we're recovering Mm -hmm. from an injury, uh, sometimes chronic illness, sometimes feeling, you know, you say our bodies want to move. I I disagree. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Often my body doesn't want to move. It's sore and tired and it doesn't feel like it did 10 years ago. So mm. what are some things we can do when perhaps we are feeling a little bit like we're not as strong or as full of energy as we're used to? Yeah, so a good thing to, to help with the motivation to get out and get active is to align it with something else that you enjoy. So whether that's um, socialising, so meeting up with a friend in the park and it could be just for a walk, it could be doing um, a bodyweight circuit or something, or um, if you're, you know, more inclined to, to want something more meaningful out of um, your exercise, you know, signing up for a beach cleanup or making it about something bigger than just exercise. The, the worst thing we can do is make exercise feel like a chore uh, because then if we do have those off days where you wake up and you're just not really feeling it, um, that's going to be the first thing to go because you feel like none of us like being told what to do and we're constantly being told you have to exercise, you know, it's good for you. <laughs> so it's about in fi- finding enjoyment in what you're doing as well. Yeah, and starting small and making it social. If you're having an off day as well, getting outside and actually getting some sunshine uh, can really help boost your mood. And it's not often that... You, you finish exercise or physical activity and feel, you know, worse for it. You, you release all these happy hormones, you know, that, that then shoot through your system and make you feel, um, they boost your self-esteem, they, they make you feel warm and fuzzy, make you feel like you've accomplished something. So <laughs> as much as we might have days where, and again, elite athletes have off days as well, they you know, just don't feel like it. But if you can align your your exercise with something else that makes you happy, walking to go and get a coffee, <laughs> that's your reward. So, you know, make sure that you have that extra level um, of reward or motivation to, to really get you out and going. Mm. And lockdown has presented a lot of challenges because there's a sameness to it. And I find that I can feel really weary not doing anything it's just mm. the, the 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 boredom the routine the uncertainty the, the stress of not knowing what's happening you know the political <laughs> mishandling of the whole thing it <laughs> makes you feel tired it really does but i'm also noticing that by being stuck at home there's more you can do around the house to exercise and i've started this weights before wine um, policy 
<laughs> where most most nights I do my dumbbells and then I reward myself with a glass of wine. What else can we do around the house? Yeah, so I mean, the great thing is that we've we've all learnt that there's so much more that you can do around the house than uh, than what we probably originally thought. You don't need to have special equipment. You don't have to have all the gear and um, all the outfits. Uh, you can fill a, a backpack full of books, strap it to your back and, and do a body weight circuit um, mm. but with some added weight. Even things like vacuuming and mowing the lawn, <laughs> not no. that thrilling, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they get your heart pumping and, um, you know, you get a sense of achievement, um, you know, because you not only are you exercising but you're ticking off something that, is otherwise pretty boring. Also <laughs> using music, um, music and um, all podcasts and things to change up um, the atmosphere and, and the, the vibe of, of your workout. A lot of platforms as well have, have gone online. So uh, there are a lot of online exercise classes that you can go along with, yoga at home as well. There's, there's so many things that you can do. You actually don't need to go out you don't need to yeah, have all the equipment it's just that you know sometimes that's kind of nice to get out <laughs> get out in a, into a different um different environment can i ask some some sort of factual things then from you um we and and with your weight training you've really inspired me to ask this question because i've been told numerous times that over a certain age women need to do weight bearing exercise can you explain why and what that needs to look like yeah. So um, as we age, as I mentioned earlier, the, our, our muscles, you know, start to sort of the quality kind of starts to degrade. But that's the same with our bones as well. And our bones. So as we as we age, we're more prone to osteoporosis, which decreases the, the density of your bones and increases your risk of um, of breaks and fractures if if we knock or fall. To, in order to try and maintain the strength of your bones, you need to put load through them. So things like swimming is a, is a great activity, but it's non-weight bearing. So you're not actually putting any load through your bones, you know, when, when we're doing that. So things like walking, running and jumping if we're there. But, uh, but then you also need to factor in the, the upper body as well. So it can just be uh, putting your own body weight through. You don't necessarily have to you know, add uh, extra weight as well. But it's good to progress through that. If you haven't done strength training before, definitely start just with body weight um, exercises. But it's really important to put that load through your bones and through your muscles um, mm. so that they're conditioned to, um, to support you the way that, you know, they're built to. And so when mm. you say upper body body weight, that means like push-ups and, and like what kind of actual exercises should I be doing? Yeah. So can be things like push-ups um, and dips. Even um, if we're doing, you know, if we're not that strong or confident in our um, balance and, and ability, um, it's even using the armrest on your chair and when you're getting up and down out of the chair, really using the weight through, through your arms um, to push you up and push you down. Also things like um, if you have, uh, you know, a, a weighted um, something to throw, if you have, <laughs> unlike me, <laughs> no hand-eye coordination, so <laughs> I won't be throwing and catching anything. Um, but also things like holding a plank 
it's putting some some pressure through uh, through your bones and your muscles. Mm. Whenever there's something wrong with me, my go-to position is just to say it's hormonal because I'm in that age bracket where it's could be hormonal. <laughs> but it's good to have you on the show to provide some kind of science around this assumption that I always make. Can you explain in simple terms what is happening in our late 40s, early 50s hormonally and how that impacts in terms of exercise? Yeah, so um, I guess we're, when we get through to that, that age bracket, your body is now turning away from the idea of um, reproducing. You're not now need, needing to be primed for, you know, childbirth. So your hormones start to start to change and what uh, used to give us, you know, sort of a surge of confidence and sort of the the will to keep ourselves active and and healthy in order to carry a baby which is you know primarily what our female hormones are, are geared around at those earlier ages when they start to change um it it impacts everything that we do so like i was mentioning it, it changes the way that our, our muscles and our bones sort of work properly and we just need to be a little bit more i guess careful in the activities that we partake in. So are you saying that like say so estrogen being one of them, like as our hormones change, the estrogen impacts our actual confidence. I just thought that our confidence dips when we get to our age and because we just look a shadow of our former selves. <laughs> I didn't realize. No, there is some, some, some research to show that um, in particular during our um, ovulation phase, that's the phase where, you know, our bodies are getting primed to receive the sperm that's going to, you know, fertilise the egg. And so that's the, the phase where we're fluffing our feathers and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the, the change in, in the hormones really give us more self-confidence um, and uh, so that we're more... Um, Flirty. Uh, attractive <laughs> to um you know to our male counterparts so sure. it is you know we also tend in that period to be uh, more daring and um because we're more confident we take more risks also can in that period so important to keep that in mind <laughs> but uh, once our bodies start moving away from um that um you know normal menstrual cycle everything sort of gets warped <laughs> um and uh, the way that um, our bodies respond to our hormones is, is quite different. Wow, that's so interesting. And do I, just as an aside, does that mean with athletes, like professional athletes, do they hope that they are competing when they're cycle, when they're ovulating, so that they're more kind of, I don't know, physical and risk-taking? So we, um, we really encourage our athletes to, to track and I would encourage everyone to, you know, track your menstrual cycle and understand what your symptoms are and what mm. what's normal for for your cycle. And certainly in more technical sports, we might during you know training encourage um, the learning of a new you know new DD or new technique during that ovulation phase because um, they have more confidence and, and potentially more ability to um, follow through with it. There's, you often feel a lot just happier. It's like this, it's the summer phase, um, you know, of, of the cycle. So um, you've got a bit more of a spring in your step. So we might do that. There's not a huge amount of quality 
evidence to say that there is a, a very general approach. So we have to look at each individual and, um, and see how they naturally respond. That is so mm. fascinating. I should mention tomorrow's show for Women's Health Week, one o'clock live, we are talking periods. So we'll be delving deeper into our cycles and how, in fact, it impacts all, all areas of our lives. Um, we are going to take a very quick break because we're going to get to some questions that we're getting from social media at the moment. I'm just going to mention that if you're new to Broad Radio, we broadcast every Tuesday morning at 9am live. And this is a little bit about of what we're about. Broad Radio, talking inspo we love, info we need and sharing more of us. Watch and listen live every Tuesday 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time at broadradio.com.au or find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn at Broad Radio Oz. Talk to us live. Call or text on 1300 8 Broad. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere, every time, everywhere. On the train, we'll be here. 2am existential crisis. We've got you covered. Broad Radio. Here for more. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. So I know, Ange, you have lots still questions to ask as well of Sylvie. I'm going I'm to shoot one to you, though. From Actually, this is from our producer, Seth, who wants to know, while lots of us are in lockdown, do you think there's value in doing things like getting a nin- Nintendo Fit or those, you know, those sorts of mm. uh, workouts that you see that are kind of gaming in a way? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if it adds, adds some activity to, to your day, if it's increasing your heart rate a bit and getting you moving, absolutely. They can be quite repetitive movements though. So I remember when We Fit first came out, my brother and I are super competitive uh, and we were going absolutely nuts and we both ended up with tennis elbow, um, <laughs> having not even picked up a tennis racket because we were just like so competitive with it. So again, uh, moderation is key. Um, but certainly there are also the dance, you know, you can get a dance mm. mat and, and do those sorts of games as well. So absolutely. I mean, anything goes if, if it gets you moving, if it gets your heart pumping that little bit harder, then, yeah. um, you know, it's worth it. I think that's that's moon boot territory right there in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> that's right. Look at Ange. 
Um, okay, here's another question. Uh, how quickly does our fitness deteriorate if we aren't using it? Like in that sort of use it or lose it kind of philosophy. Yeah, so it does um, start to deteriorate um, relatively quickly. It depends uh, on quite a few different factors. So it depends on your training age or your training history. If you have a good training history, you tend to, you can lose it a little bit slower, but you also gain uh, or get back to that level of fitness quicker than um, than if it's the first time you, you've been there. But yeah, it unfortunately, it takes a lot longer to improve your fitness than it does for it to start to decline. Mm, isn't that the truth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of a bit more of a, a broader question, but I hear from lots of the other mums at school that they would like to be exercising more, but they feel as though after they've looked after everybody else in the house <laughs> and taken kids here, there and everywhere, uh, there's no time left for them to do what they want to do. And I guess there is that social pressure um, as a woman, you, your society reminds you all the time that you are the primary carer. How can we put ourselves front and centre when it comes to fitness and just block out all the noises we hear from everywhere else? So one of the really um, key things, and in particular during COVID life and during lockdowns, um, is to actually block out the time. So actually factor it in, factor in the hour of the day or the you know half hour of the day that you're going to do um, your activity, if that means um, if you're a, if you're a morning person, getting up before everyone else and going for your walk um, early on. But it's really important to actually set aside time in your day that's for you. If you can incorporate it with you know walking the kids to school or something, then that's um, that's great. But um, you know you can achieve a lot just in half an hour or you can even break it up it doesn't have to be in one um, block either you could do three 10 minute walks um, at some point during the day so the key though is to really make sure that you you actively schedule it into your day mm. yeah. I, I actually just read that mm. this morning the three times 10 minutes in a day can be mm. equal to a 30 minute block is this correct yeah I'm um, so as- thrilled to read that <laughs> it also it just depends what what you're doing as well and in terms of I guess the intensity of the exercise when we're talking about um you know half an hour most days of the week moderate intensity is um is the key I guess and that's things like walking um you, you know it's it's getting your heart rate up but you're still able to speak in full sentences mm-hmm. if you increase your intensity um, there are added benefits to that, but it's also it's just more efficient, really. So when you might do, um, you might spend half an hour walking, you could achieve similar benefits with 15 minutes of running. Mm. But if you're not a runner, then stick to the walking. Yeah, mm. and brings up uh, mothers there, which leads me to pelvic floor. Um, because I think I've started this skipping routine with my daughter who's 12 just as sort of a thing to get her moving we're doing it together it's super hilarious you know but every now and then I have to go hold that thought run to the loo because it's touch and go every now and then the skipping for me Um, how can we is there a way of actually strengthening our pelvic floor so that we can exercise with confidence yeah absolutely so 
pelvic floor um, is is obviously super important and um, actually exercise induced incontinence um, which is where we might you know pay a little bit when we run or jump it's really very common and not just postpartum and not just as we age although it does become more prevalent again as we age because of our muscles you know declining and your pelvic floor is a muscle so it's a muscle that works like a sling to hold your uterus your bowel um, and your bladder in place the exercise induced incontinence can happen at any age so from teenagers all the way through the ages Uh, it is quite common but more often than not it's entirely treatable Um, the issue is that we assume that the leakage is is because of a weakness and it could be it could be a weakness it could be damage to your pelvic floor but it also could be because your pelvic floor is overactive so the first thing you need to do is actually work out what the issue is Um, if you're doing your kegel exercises and and your pilates and things and that's not improving the situation um it's probably not because it's weak it might be because it's overactive so what's that what's that mean though overactive mm. so it's like any um any other muscle if you you overuse it or it's you don't know how to um relax and release it then it becomes less less effective mm. um so the only way as well that you can really tell if your pelvic floor is um, activated and engaged is an internal examination. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. people will sometimes say, put your hand on your lower abdomen and, you know, contract your pelvic floor. You're not feeling your pelvic floor <laughs> when your hand's on your abdomen. You're feeling your lower abs. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good to know. Good to know the difference. But there are heaps of um, pelvic floor physios um, and women's health yes. specialists um, at, who day in, day out, this is their bread and butter. Um, and there are a number of different exercises, but it just depends on what the actual issue is. So, uh, yeah, if if your first point of call is to try and self-diagnose and do your exercises, if that's not working, um, then mm-hmm. I'd recommend to go and see um, a specialist and and get get the right exercises. You also, it can be really hard to to feel and know whether you're actually activating um, your pelvic floor or not. So they can really help you through that. Mm. I want to talk about boobs. I don't know yes. why I've had to point to them. <laughs> <laughs> we know where they are. That's pelvic, weird. Pelvic floor, I know where that is too. But <laughs> yes. I'm sure Sylvie knows where the boobs are. Um, um, what's the best way to keep all that, uh, all that area um, in good health when we're exercising? Yeah, so it's sort of like anything else we need. You know, if we're going to go for a run, we don't put on, you know, our thongs or our slippers and and expect that that's going to work out well. Um, (laughs) We need to make sure that we've got the properly fitted bra. Uh, And in general, I think people are are pretty lax with their bra fitting, um, you know, for every day. And then when it comes to sports bras, you know, we don't even think about getting a proper fitting. It's sort of um, there. There's a big difference between a supportive sports bra and a crop top. Mm. Uh, and these days, you know, a lot of our the exercise gear you can get, you know, matching tights and and crop tops, which look great 
but they're not actually providing that much support, um, right. which means that it can, A, be just really uncomfortable, um, can cause extra neck and back pain as well if they're not properly supported, and you can actually just do damage to your breast tissue if they're not properly supported. So getting a proper um, sports bra fitting is absolutely key to that, and obviously during COVID, that's a little bit tricky to actually go into a store and, and get a fitting. But there are places that do online consultations as well. There's a place in mm-hmm. Melbourne called She Science, and they are entirely about, you know, fitting of sports bras. And they do a biomech analysis and work out what it is that you particularly need to look at in terms of your support. I've literally just written that down because I have never had a properly fitting sports bra, always uncomfortable. Don't know about yeah. you, Anne. And then I, yeah, well, I wear I wear a sports bra, and then I wear the the crop top over the top, so they're not going anywhere. It's like double locked in. Is that yeah. is that too much, or is that okay? So it's really common, you know. People, um, oh. especially larger, busted um, people, wear multiple um, sports bras or Layers. crop tops. <laughs> If you get the right um, the right one for the right activity, so you you know you might be doing more high impact activity, so you feel like you really need to strap them down. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can you can generally find that there will be a, an actual sports bra that will be well suited um, to your shape and size and the activity that you want to do. But if you want that extra support, there's nothing wrong with um, you know adding a, a crop top over the top. Um, as long as it's it's comfortable enough for you that it's not going to actually inhibit what you want to do. I uh, I love that as a tip, Ange, and I really love She Science too. We just checked out their website; they look amazing. I'm literally going straight to there because you know, the, it just there is no bra that's made for for women. I think and and just to get out and exercise and not worry about that. And I'm not a large woman either, so I often think. And we hear that women's clothing often keeps women from exercising, mm. which kind of breaks my heart yeah. from, you know, teenage years up. Isn't that true, Sylvie? Yeah, absolutely. It can, mm. it can make a big difference um, in, either in support um, but also in comfort. And, and you know, we, I was focusing more on, you know, big busted people need support, but it doesn't matter what um, size breasts you have. If you have any breast tissue at all, you need to support it um, properly yeah. for, for good health going on. Um, a couple of other questions we've had come through from someone who personally loathes cardio is high intensity exercise and non-negotiable. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, high intensity exercise, you, there are other um, benefits that you get from that. Um, and like I said before, it can be more efficient with the, the health um, benefits that you get from it. But it depends on what, yeah, A, what you're interested in. If you're not, if you really don't enjoy it, then you're not likely to continue doing it. And, you know, doing one high-intensity session, you know, every 10 years is not going to get you that far. But you can do things, you know, if you're more of a walker, think of incorporating a set of stairs into, into your walk. So you're not necessarily, you don't have to go at any pace, but there's an added... Um, level of complexity and, and challenge to it or adding in a hill so try and maintain your walking pace while you're going up the hill mm-hmm. um, you'll find that your legs will hurt a bit more your heart will pump 
um, you'll be breathing a bit more heavily. But it's not the same mentally or physically as trying to commit yourself to something really high intensity, sweating and, and getting all about the place. As, as I said earlier, you know, something is better than nothing. Um, and mm. it's about working in what works for you. Just on walking, yeah. what I've discovered in lockdown is that there are some very serious walkers in my suburb. <laughs> yes. Like they are, they're on the path and they will not deviate for anyone, <laughs> even a runner. That, they, they think that they are more important than the runners. <laughs> and they walk sometimes three abreast. And it's a real intensity about it. Mm, mm. It's crazy. I have a friend who walks so, like her elbows are like quite, they're like, they're, they're violent. If you don't keep up, yeah. you're in trouble. <laughs> and this, you Which know, is walk, great if you can. Well, that's right. If you can if kind you can of stay with them. But so walking is just as good as running. They are Ooh. different. So running will give, um, because it's putting more stress on your body, so if you're conditioned for it, if you're able to take the load um, through your joints and muscles and you enjoy running, the benefits are just, uh, yeah, they're more, uh, they're just more benefits if, if you can run and if you can push, you know, it's about stressing your body effectively and your body is really good to, at adapting to stress. So the more stress, um, and I'm talking exercise stress, not not workload, um, <laughs> COVID stress. So it's not the stress we want, um, but actual physical stress through your body. Yeah, there there are more benefits with running, but there are also more risks. So mm. again, mm. you've got to weigh up your, your risk versus reward. There's no point in going for a run and tearing your hammy <laughs> um, and then having to sit out mm. for a while. But Mm. Um, it might just mean that instead of running for half an hour or running for 15, 20 minutes, you walk for half an hour. Mm. So you might need to do a slightly more volume at the lower intensity, um, but the health benefits are still there. Yeah. So just uh, we've got a few more questions and then I think you know, we're going to play a little video for you actually that Ange and mm. I both want to bring up with you. Sylvie, uh, <laughs> someone's asking, do you need to learn how to run? Because not everyone knows how to run. Mm. It is, it's interesting um, when you do, <laughs> if you go out and you watch people running and you think, wow, there are so many different styles of running. There are definitely ways of being more efficient. Um, I used to always um, overstride. I have long legs and I used to think that the best thing for me is to really use the length of my legs to, to increase my speed and distance. But overstriding then meant that I had more joint pain and then I didn't run as much. So it was a friend of mine who used to get coaching um, running who said, yeah, no, you know, bring that in a bit. <laughs> um, so it is important to, if, if you feel discomfort, if you start getting pains, um, then it, it might be worth getting a bit of coaching to try and um, work out your technique so that um, you're a bit more efficient and, and less prone to injury. I don't have that problem, long legs over striding. No, <laughs> you're a teeny tiny person. <laughs> and this brings up another question that we had. Do we need to find the right exercise for our physiology? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. The thing as well, not everyone's built to run. Um, I'd like to say I'm not built to run, 
Um, I'm more a water sport girl, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's about our physiology, but it's also um, about what, what we enjoy. So if, if we're, the physiology is, is probably more important if we're planning on, you know, taking it to the top. So if, if you want to be the absolute best uh, at a particular sport, then there's a lot of factors in there that um, that you need to take into account. But if it's just for our general health, if it's just um, for our health and well-being, then we're really you can kind of do anything. It might not um, you might not be the best at it, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, there's not a lot to stop stop you from trying trying something. Well, and I think I want a, to be the best at everything I do, and that that holds me back. You're extremely competitive, Ange. Whereas, I am. See, I I've come I've come to peace with the fact that it's about the process and the practice rather than the result, because that's why I'm we not do there it. Isn't yet. it? Well, <laughs> I think netball has passed you by. They're not going to call you up, Ange. <laughs> There are Masters games. <laughs> True. And I've seen that there's walking netball now too for people who they can't run anymore. They're walking netball. How good's that? No, I want to run. I haven't given up on the dream. No, don't give up on the dream. We're going to play a video and this is one of the fantastic resources that they have on the Gene House website. It's just a little explainer on all the different ways you can find exercise. And there's just a little thing that we want to bring up with you, Sylvie, early on. Thanks, Ro. When you take a call, pace around or do a lap of the office or front yard. Okay, that's it. Pace around when on the mobile phone. (laughs) And it doesn't sound too exciting. Okay. (laughs) Who wants to go first? Oh, look, both of us have have partners that pace whilst on the phone. And, uh, I mean, I'm glad that my husband is getting exercise because it's really that he gets out from behind the office desk. But honestly, how annoying is it, Ange? Oh, <laughs> it is so annoying. But I get exercise trying to get away from him when he's on the phone. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I'm getting some exercise. He comes into my room and then I go into the next room. And then it's – but it, is, it a, is it a masculine trait to, to have to pace around and really heavy on the feet oh, yes. when they're on the phone. Oh, and it's like, I, I always say it's like, you know, he's sort of got some kind of Wall Street thing going on, like he's going, sell, 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 buy, buy, buy. That's the kind of vibe he's got when really he's just <laughs> gossiping with his mates. But the incidental exercise is very important though. So just to wrap up, give us some inspiration how we're going to take some exercise into our day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, COVID again has been really tricky because we're not out and about as much. So our incidental exercise um, has probably decreased a bit, but we can boost it back up by, um, you know, if we're going to the grocery store, parking in the furthest parking spot um, to make the walk in and walk back a little bit longer. Um, As I said, things like um, mowing the lawns and and vacuuming, um, going for a walk to get your coffee, Things like that, and we laugh, but um, a lot of workplaces have become a lot more, you know, flexible with walking meetings. So whether when we're allowed to be in person, um, you know, going for a walk to have your meeting, or if you're on the phone, um, going and doing a walk, maybe not pacing <laughs> um, backwards and forwards <laughs> in the room <laughs> and annoying everyone in your house, but you know, open the door and shove them outside. And <laughs> <laughs> <can pace> <laughs> but just things like that so you just 
um, you're increasing the, the steps that you're taking without actually actively, um, you know, making it an actual activity. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, increasing. If you get a uh, newspaper delivery, cancel the delivery and walk to the um, news agent to go and pick it up each morning. So yeah. it's just things like that where we're just increasing, you know, yeah. our, our incidental, our steps that we're not thinking about. Grocery shopping's great. If you, I love grocery shopping. <laughs> um, I love going up and down every aisle and seeing what's new. I know. It, <laughs> I think you either love Hang it or you lose it. <laughs> but you can oh, get a lot of steps in just doing the groceries. I mean, I love that, but well, I think the um, power walking up and down the aisle with the elbows out is just a bit too much. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, elbowing everyone Silly. out of the way. It's too, it's too much. In the active wear. Oh, look, Sylvia, it's just been so wonderful to have you. I actually think that one of the keys to this whole conversation for all women is recognising that we are important enough to prioritise our physical activity because we don't make time in our our lives Mm -hmm. and we just bit by bit lose kind of a sense of self-love of our physicality Mm. and so much of it is to go actually you are worth that i know it's sort of a cliche but we have to remind ourselves of that don't we sylvie absolutely and it's giving ourselves just that half an hour in the day where we prioritize ourselves Mm. so important Thank you so much. I want to thank you to everybody who's been commenting along the way. Thanks to Katrina who said that lockdown, in lockdown, the exercise was an absolute lifesaver for her. And she says when people Mm. are pacing, you've got to watch where they're going when they're pacing. Absolutely true. Thank you so much to Fern as well, who's one of our favourites who joins us often. And she said that she's been doing... Kicking my one-touch footy with herself, which I just love. One-touch footy is awesome when you see the ladies out there playing that game, don't you? And do you see them down the beach when we're out of lockdown? Yeah, I do. I do. I can, yeah. can't can quite get to the beach with the 5K radius at the moment. No, not at the moment. I look forward to getting back, though. Yeah. I look forward to us having our broad radio meetings while we're walking. I know. We good. will do that. Walk and talk. It's fantastic. Sylvie, thank you so much. You've given us lots of motivation today. I'm going to head out into the sunshine with my dog and get around the block a couple of times now. So thank you. Fantastic. Enjoy. Uh, yes, yes. That's this week for Women's Health Week and all thanks to Jean Health for Women's Health. Thanks so much, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.